Good afternoon. Good afternoon, good people. So um, today's topic that I'm going to talk on is uh, some a little heavy. It's about growing up, having a parent who is an active addict. Me. I was my dad, my father. Um, he was a drug addict. Um, and as a little kid, obviously, I didn't know exactly what was going on. I knew we moved around a lot. And uh, I knew my mom was always unhappy and stressed out. Um, and I knew that my dad wasn't always home. And my mom would be very fucking pissed off about it. And usually I would be the one that gets shit taken out on. Um, so I think when I realized that my father had a drug addiction, he had already, um, he was already in, uh, in his sobriety. He was already working on staying sober, going to NA meetings and everything else. So that's when I realized that my father was, you know, uh, in addiction. But when I was five, six, seven years old, I just thought my mom and dad fought a lot. And I just thought that my mom was always unhappy because that's who she was, I guess. Um, unless she was coming at me, then it was my fault for whatever it was, whether it be the electric or the weather or the gas bill or what have you. So, um, my parents, you know, they were fighting a lot and my dad wasn't home and when my dad would come home, they were fighting. And I just knew that I loved my dad. And when he was home, I was happy. It was the greatest time. Except for when mom was pissed off. But it was the greatest time. And uh, he was such a fun dad. And then he disappeared again. So anyways, my parents got divorced when I was seven years old. Uh, I actually failed the first grade because I was so worried about my father. I was definitely a daddy girl. I was so worried about my dad. Where is he going to live? Where is he? Am I ever going to see him again? Um, and of course, you know, I get to see him again. But um, over time, it was just like he was different. He was more in our lives. He was more around. Um, him and my mom, I, I don't remember them being at odds once they divorced. Um, my dad was a real chill guy, very peaceful. He was a cool guy. He just had, you know, he struggled with addiction. So, um, yeah, during the divorce, or their, you know, when they're officially separated, uh, my mom, she had to work three jobs. God bless her for that. She had to work three jobs to support me and my sister and provide a home, et cetera, et cetera. So um, my dad would have us on the weekend, which was the best fucking time. And 
when it was time to go to the NA meeting, we went to the NA meeting. Um, I, I didn't really understand too much what NA was about. I just knew that a bunch of adults that looked sad got in a semi-dark room, gathered in a semi-dark room, and they introduced themselves. Hi, my name is so-and-so, and I've been clean for 30 days. And everyone would clap. No matter how many days they've been clean or not clean, everyone would clap because they showed up. And, um, you know, sometimes I'd listen. Sometimes I would be more concerned about chasing my sister around um, or drawing or reading or doing whatever else. But we we went to those NA meetings a lot with my father. And it was never it never made me feel like we were a sore thumb, you know, just like just out there. Um I just remember feeling like starting to feel a bond with these people. They were my dad's friends. That's I saw them as my dad's friends. Everyone would talk to them. They would come over to the house. We'd have water balloon fights and uh, barbecues and dance music. And I mean, it was cool. And every Friday night, um, NA would do these uh, dances, you know. And I just thought, man, my dad, he's got great friends and we party. This is fun. But these were people that were struggling day in and day out. And as I grew older, I, I, uh, I started to see the ups and downs with these people. I started to notice them more. And I just remember my dad just being so open and helpful. And it didn't matter if the person was from a different country, different skin color, if they were flaming gay or whatever the case it didn't it didn't fucking matter they came to my father and my father you know would talk to them and this is when I found out then later in my life because currently I am a drug rehab nurse that um my father was sponsoring a lot of a lot of people my father sponsored so was really cool you know getting to meet all kinds of people and I started having some insight on you know what what drug addiction was uh, especially with the serenity prayer for those that are not familiar with the serenity prayer God grant me serenity to accept the things I cannot change to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. I probably fucked that up, but that's the gist of it. And I, I just thought it was kind of sing-songy and you know, but again, as I got older, I started to see exactly what that serenity prayer meant. And um, that as, you know, I've grown up that serenity prayer has helped me. I'm not a very, uh, religious person I consider myself more spiritual 
but that was one of the prayers that I really uh, I, I remembered and I stuck with <clears throat> so we do these NA meetings with my dad we go to you know family events with these other families that were part of NA and that was that was the life that was what it was then I started noticing, you know, a lot of them would have things in common, like track marks, uh, scars, missing teeth. But you know, I didn't judge. I learned to, I learned to love everyone. And uh, just one day, my my dad woke up. This he was three years clean into three years being completely drug free and he woke up real sick we all thought that he had pneumonia went to a Naples hospital and uh, found out in 1990 that my father uh, was diagnosed with AIDS not HIV AIDS he was already full-blown. According to what I was told, um, he died by the time they got into the hospital. But, um, you know, he made it back to us. And uh, he started all his meds and, you know, told us. Well, my mom told us, you can't go to school and tell anyone. I'm, what, by this time in ninth grade? those are my friends. I'm going to tell them what happened. I mean, it, it was kind of traumatic to see my dad so sick and I didn't really know what was going on and neither did my sister. So I felt like I had to talk to my friends. So whenever I went back to school, hey, my dad has AIDS. They didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. Not really. And then as the days you know, move forward in school, I started noticing kids were not in my class. People were being taken out of my my classroom. Um, some of my friends, they refused to talk to me. It was just fucked up and I didn't understand what the hell is going on. And then I was called up to the principal. Well, she actually met me in the uh, cafeteria. I'm in fourth grade, dude. My parents were not there. My mom was not there. She met me in the cafeteria and she asked me straight up if I had AIDS. And I'm like, I, I don't think so. So they asked me all kinds of fucking questions. But I didn't know at the time that she was, that this was wrong. She shouldn't have asked me these things without, you know, a parent with me heavy shit like how does she know if I even fucking process this you know I could be devastated you're asking me if I have fucking AIDS in class and you send me back to my classroom having to think well shit maybe I do have AIDS I didn't fucking know I was in fourth grade but um you know things like that would happen or you, you hear, oh, your dad has AIDS? Is he gay? What? No. 
I mean, even if he was, it's just, it's so stupid. We're so small-minded. My dad was an addict. He shot up and apparently he shared needles, you know, so. This is what happened. And my dad, he, God bless him, he lived for three years. He died in 1990. And um, my world fucking changed. You know, my dad was, he was my best friend. I looked up to him and he, he lit up our lives, me and my sister. We, I mean, he was the type of dad that when he would come into his room, if we were jumping on the bed, he wouldn't be like, hey, get off the damn bed, stop jumping on the bed know that motherfucker would get up there with his big ass belly and jump on the bed with us he was the type of dad that if he promised that we were going to go to the park later on that day and play basketball he fucking kept his promise I mean and on this particular day it was fucking storming it was raining hard and we, me and my sister were bummed. We're like, well, I guess we're not going to go to the park. And my dad was like, what do you mean? I told you we're going to play fucking basketball. Let's go play. And we played in the rain. And I am pretty much 43 years old. And I will never forget that memory. That was so much fun. Simple things like that. But that was so much fun. So that was the character that my father was. He lived freely he didn't live in this box, you know, he he was who he was, and he was a happy guy, he was a great dad, when he was sober, he was a great dad, and uh, only until, you know, I became an adult, um, I realized, you know, how, how wonderful of a person my father was, and what a fucking loss is this world. And what a slap in the face, right? You know, you finally get clean. You're clean for three years. You work real hard, you know, to be the father that you are supposed to be or that you want to be or that your children need you to be. Be present in their lives. And life says, hey, motherfucker, well, guess what? Now you got AIDS. So. But isn't that how life is? So. My father. He died with dignity. It took him three years. Three years. And he tried to live as great as he could. Within that three years. He tried to live. While dying. And, uh, and February 24th, 1993, my father passed. You know, between me and my sister, we have seen um, our dad go from such a healthy, hysterically funny, cool-ass, dope-ass guy, big and healthy, to 
fucking skeleton laying on a hospice bed. He lost his ability to talk. He had uh, Kaposi sarcoma all over his body, which is basically skin cancer. It was it was fucking terrible. I will never get that shit out of my head. I will never get the look on his face when I saw him laying there on that bed after he passed. I will never get that night out of my head. None of it. So 13 years old, growing up without my father in my life, and I felt like he was the only one that got me, and I felt he was the only one that loved me. I know my mom loved me and my sister in her own way, but um, damn, my father was some, he was something else. And he was gone. There's no way that we're gonna get him back. No way that we're gonna see him. Shit's hard. And now here I am. I am gonna be 43 in June. And I am a drug rehab nurse in Naples. And I'm trying to give back. Um, you know, a lot of people that struggle with addiction, you know, they, they have burned their bridges. You know, this, people say it's a choice, but it's, uh, it may start off that way, but it becomes a disease. And it's hard for anyone to understand the last and so many, so many wonderful people continue to die, continue to struggle. And um, so I'm, I do what I do, try to do my part to help and to give love, um, to give care and attention to those that need it. And that's how I'm giving back and trying to not make up for what, you know, my dad went through, but just, I, I can't think of the right word, but it's very um, therapeutic and I love being a nurse, especially working with those that struggle with mental health and addiction. So, if anyone has any questions, if they're looking to reach out to somebody, you know, to become sober, get, you know, get drug rehab, get detox, get whatever you need, um, hit me up. You know, I can definitely give you a list of places you can check out. Um, I'll even do the research for you and you know for those struggling please don't give up and just know that you deserve to have a good life and what I tell my clients as long as you're alive that's your chance to do it again life is not over as long as you are alive as long as you have breath in your lungs you have a chance to do it again. And 
there is this quote that I've seen years ago and I, I love it. I absolutely love it. The quote is, rock bottom was a solid foundation I needed to start my life. Rock bottom is a solid foundation that I needed to I know a lot of us have been through really fucked up situations and feel like we lost everything or we have lost everything but again as long as you have that ability to breathe to be alive to move you can change things you can change your your mind your state of your mind you can you can start over and yeah it's fucking hard but if if you want a good life if you want to have a peace of mind some sort of you know, something provide your family with fight don't stop fight I know my dad he would have given everything and anything to be able to be here for my sister and I and I mean he probably is but it's just not the same and Even in my adult life, there's times where I get in my bag and I'm like, man, it was so hard growing up without a father. And, you know, I feel like things would have been different for me. And maybe they would have. Maybe they wouldn't have. Who knows? But what I have learned to do over the years, because, yeah, it's been, what, 30, 30 years? 30 fucking years since I've talked to my father. But I I started thinking, you know what? Even though his life was fleeting in my life, I was really lucky to know someone as fucking amazing as him. And he's in me. I'm his daughter. I gotta do something worthwhile for my life. So... Big ups to my daddy. I love you. And thank you. Thank you for being in our lives when you did. And thank you for the lessons that you taught us. Never forget.